Lawyer Talk here again Wednesday, February 16, 2022. That means it's a blitz Wednesday. That means Loper and Randy in the morning over there at 99.7 where we'll be taking all callers with legal questions, helping solve the legal problems of the world one Wednesday at a time here on Lawyer Talk Podcast. Uh, If you didn't get through last week or next week or this week at the Blitz 99.7, no big deal. We have our own Q&A session going on right here at Lawyer Talk. Check out the Lawyer Talk Q&A. That's right, Lawyer Talk Q&A, where we are taking questions from our listeners across the globe. And uh, if you want to submit your own question, just go to LawyerTalkPodcast.com. There's an email interface. Shoot me a question, and I will get it answered. I answered one even this morning from Sarah. Uh, Great question. Tune in. You'll see it in the next week or so. And she was even following up on another question from Andy. So obviously it's catching on. Don't get left out. Submit your own question. Again, that's LawyerTalkPodcast.com. So it looks like uh, Loper and Randy are ready over at 99.7 The Blitz. We're going to interface right now. All right, Steve Palmer on the phone with us right now. Steve, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? Well, I guess you're not even on the phone. You are here by the magic of Skype, my friend. Um, and you sound fantastic over in your studio there. You uh, are here to answer some legal calls, and people uh, are, are lining up here by the dozens, man. 821-9970. We have two spots open on the Blitz line. So let's get right to it, man. Uh, Greg standing by with a wrongful termination question. Hey, Greg, you're on with Steve Palmer. Go ahead. All right, here's my question. I was recently terminated from a job. Uh, A new boss came in, and he comes down one night, and uh, we get to talking, but he orders me to put a mask on. Now, I'm working at a hotel, and we're down in the shop, but uh, he just started. He didn't even introduce himself to me, but he wants to talk to me. orders me to put a mask on. I'd say I've been vaccinated and it's just the way he said it, his demeanor. And I was like, well, I don't want to put it on. And he said, well, if you're not going to put that mask on, you're terminated. So I didn't put it on. So they escort me out. He called security to escort me out uh, in the Columbus police. Well, as I'm getting escorted out, I noticed that the security guard isn't wearing a mask and he happens to be black. Well, I asked the, the question to the, guard, or to the guy, well, why doesn't he have to wear a mask? And he says, he doesn't say anything to him. He never makes him wear a mask. Now, I've called another lawyer and asked him the same question, and his final question to me was this, who, who witnessed this? And I said, well, it was two Columbus police officers, actually. And then he said he couldn't take my case. So I had another incident where... Uh, crackers were left in front of my locker and I, you know, and I'm a white guy working around a bunch of black people. So I felt like it was a kind of a racist statement. And then I reported both of these incidents to HR department and they haven't even responded back to me ever. I'm such a moron. I would have thought, are we having chili today? <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone dropped it's their window. more than 30 seconds, but I know it, it took a minute to tell that. Well, here's the deal on uh, on employment. Uh, generally speaking, we are employment at will unless there's a contract uh, that guides the terms of uh, and conditions of employment. Um, that said, you can't be fired for improper reasons. One would be like a race, like gender, or if um, there's something else uh, nefarious going on. Um, if it's a hotel that has uh, enough employees to qualify under uh, the appropriate federal laws, 
well, like Title Seven. well, then, you know, you may have a, a cause of action that way. I don't do this type of litigation. This is a very uh, uh, specific uh, area of law, and I, and I sort of feel like if you don't do this regularly, you're, you're not well-equipped to uh, handle that, and I'm not well-equipped to handle that kind of litigation. But as a general matter, if you're fired for some reason involving race, gender, uh, origin, those kind of things, it may be a cause of action. Now, if you're terminated for not wearing a mask or for they're going to say you didn't wear a mask, you were belligerent or whatever other reasons they have, it's a good cause. If they say it's a good cause and they're able to approve it's a good cause other than those other things, well, then the, the termination may be justified. Either way, man, you've got something called a duty to mitigate. You're going to want to go try to get another job as soon as you can. In other words, don't sit at home and sulk and try to try to uh, just mark up days where you haven't been working to collect damages. You want to try to uh, mitigate, go get a job that you're going to actually enjoy because this one doesn't sound like it was so enjoyable for you. Um, And in the meantime, uh, if you want a referral for an employment litigator, I'd be happy to do that. Just give me a shout, 614-224-6142. Look us up at ohiolegaldefense.com. You can shoot me an email that way too. All right, man. Uh, Good luck to you. Hopefully, uh, whatever your issue is uh, that you feel can get resolved maybe it will all right so uh, we have some text coming in at 99700 randy um let me check it oh, out oh you don't have one oh, okay yeah so uh, steve we have uh, a question here um from a listener in hilliard okay all right uh, they want they want to know that this person that remodeled their bathroom in 1901 uh they built their home right and they pulled out the old tub to find out that the drain was not hooked up now we got this on our diy disasters like when it comes to stuff like that, who's if you've already bought the house, like what kind of like legal ramifications do you have to take against somebody else? Like, well, is it completely your problem at that point? Maybe. So I, I did. Did I hear the house was built in 1901? Yeah, 1901. And somebody didn't hook up the drain in 1901. I mean, I well, guess that's that's where the confusion is because we don't know. You know, obviously we don't know the entire story, but uh, it seems to be that. You know, who knows? It could be like an unspecified amount of time that it wasn't hooked up. So who knows for how many years? So here's the question. When they bought the house, when this individual bought the house, if the seller knew that there was a major problem with the drain and did not disclose it, then that could be a possible cause of action. That, that would be uh, outside the contract um, if it were a hidden, intentionally hidden defect like that, there may be a cause of action. Um, but it also could be that the seller didn't know. I mean, look, if it hadn't been hooked up since 1901, there's been a lot of people in that house. I don't know where the water's been going, but it doesn't sound like a good scenario. So uh, it would. Uh, this is like a lot of other questions we get here. It, it really all depends, and there's unique circumstances that we'd have to know about. So I'm happy to talk to her off the record or off the air here, 614-224-6142. Get her a good uh, referral to a litigator who can maybe help assess it. All right, we have another one here. Uh, we rented a house. Uh, this is from Jenny. Uh, seven and a half years ago, and we're moving in this weekend, finally. And the landlord and his wife have signs posted at the bottom of the driveway that it's handicap parking only. My partner is disabled, a disabled uh, veteran, and has a handicap placard, so he parks up by the house. Our lease doesn't state that we're responsible for snow removal, and the landlord hasn't cleaned the driveway out at all since the snow and ice hit. Because of this, I was walking down to where I have to park, and I fell, cutting my hand, bruised my butt, and I got whiplash from my head jerking when I hit the ground. My question is, isn't he required to clean the handicapped parking-only driveway since he's the one that uh, designated it that? 
Also, is he liable for the injuries I incurred and the damages to my partner's car when he slid off the driveway and bumped uh, bumped the well pump, knocking yeah. his bumper off? Wow. There's yeah, a lot right. going so, on in that driveway. Yeah, it sounds like a really dangerous place to be just to be but uh anyway so the the answer is i don't know for sure i'd have to see what the lease says the lease is silent what i don't know is whether under ohio's landlord tenant law it implies or uh there is a sort of a gap filling duty of a landlord to clear the walkways um either uh whether it's handicap or not um and then uh generally speaking in ohio slip and fall cases on snow and ice are difficult um you know the the Generally, the landlords or the owners aren't responsible for a natural accumulation of ice and snow. And, you know, the, the high Supreme Court has uh, made some ruled on this a few times. And really what they're trying to discourage is litigation against landlords or owners of buildings who actually do their best to try to um, clear the walkways unless uh, they've done it negligently. Then uh, typically, it's my understanding, there's no liability. Now, if there is a responsibility, if there is a duty and the duty were breached, meaning uh, the landlord should have done something and didn't do something, and could have naturally foreseen the consequences of this, which is you falling down, cutting your hand, and getting injured, uh, then there may be uh, damages. There may be a damages claim. Um, this is one of these where uh, finding a lawyer is going to be difficult because it doesn't sound like there's a lot of money at stake. And I've said this time and time again on the show here. It's like, you know, you don't have to like lawyers, but sometimes uh, you sort of have to accept that lawyers work for money. And if they have to do a ton of work and there's not a whole lot to be gained for all that work, it's going to be hard to find somebody. That is why we have small claims court and other um, other avenues of relief on your own. Give me a call, 614-224-6142. I'll be happy to refer you to Dave Goldstein, see if he can give you some quick advice or at least point, at least point you in the right direction, perhaps. There's a lot coming in. Lisa said, somehow my apartment complex has a copy of a sealed case and asked my stepson about it. And my stepson asked how they got it and informed uh, them that the, it was a sealed case. They changed the subject very fast. How is it possible for them to get information on a sealed case and legally can they do that? Yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, getting your record sealed in Ohio is like putting it in a vault and only a few people get the combination. It turns out though before records are sealed, there are secondhand or uh, say private agencies out there whose job it is to go gather records, public records, uh, and then they sell subscriptions to their service to people like employers, uh, landlords, or whoever wants access to that stuff. Um, now, when we get a record sealed, we try to send off notice to the big uh, record houses, so to speak, uh, so they know, uh, but not everybody catches on and not everybody catches on quickly enough. Um, now, here's the deal. It is actually a misdemeanor in Ohio to hold a sealed record against somebody. So if you've got a record, it has been sealed and somebody treats it anything other than as if it never happened, uh, it can actually be a crime. Um, it sounds like uh, this record was lingering out there. I don't know how they got it. I don't know if they knew that it had been sealed and were trying to hold it against you all uh, anyway, or if it was just one of those where they got the record long ago and they finally realized that it should have been uh, removed and now it's removed. I don't know. So there's a lot to unpack there. I would want to know whether it's worth pursuing. In other words, has something adverse happened as a result of this? Um, and if not, if the record now has been sort of disregarded and, and they're not using it anymore after they've had notice, maybe it's time just to let bygones be bygones. If they're trying to do something as a result of that record, well, there may be something you can do. All right. Here's another one from a different Lisa. I have a question for Steve. I was held against my will at a hospital. I was given no explanation of why I was being held. I was being guarded with a lot uh, and they were outside of my room. And all my medications were never given to me. I do have asthma. Apparently tested and run and thousands of dollars of blood work and done, and nobody told me anything. 
When I tried to leave, I was told I had been pink slipped and I needed to get back in my bed or I was going to be put back in my pink bed. Slipped. I just feel there's so, so many wrong things about the situation and this lasted all day. There's more to it. Do you think there's any type of case? And if so, who do I contact? God, man, I have so many kids. I'm dying for somebody to keep me against my will. <laughs> yeah, can I, just go, can, I, can I just go hide somewhere and just guard me? Sounds um, fantastic. Yeah, pink slip is sort of the uh, the generic term for a hold because of mental health reasons. So I don't know the cause or I don't know how it all happened or, or what process was followed, but there is a process that should be followed if that occurs. And I guess in theory, if somebody uh, didn't follow the process and held you against your will, uh, that could be an issue. Um, it, like that's the, insane too, by the way. I mean, like that's, you know, it just feels, you know, if, if obviously people view things from different perspectives or whatever, right? If that's a hundred percent true, I always thought you could check yourself out of a hospital. I always thought that was sort of you know okay, right? Unless you're mentally unstable. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, but I only know that from movies. Right. You know what I mean? Like I've, I, you know. But wouldn't they have to at least tell you? I'm like, crazy, but why, not that crazy. I mean, you know? like you tell me I'm pink slipped. Why am I? At least tell me why and why are you taking my blood? And pink slipped. I mean, I thought that was like when you're late to work or you have an infraction at work. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it really is sort of one of those odd areas of law that nobody likes to really uh, think that it goes on, but it does. And nobody likes to think that it's necessary, but sometimes it is. Um, I think too often it's employed when it's not necessary. Um, but uh, yeah, they can put a hold. I think it's like a 48-hour hold or a 72-hour hold. And there, there's a process. I don't know it off the top of my head. But um, if, it, if it were improperly followed, maybe there's a cause of action. Um, it sounds like uh, nothing bad has happened, fortunately, uh, beyond just the... the she's had to endure this. Uh, so I, I guess, uh, is there a cause of action? Maybe, uh, maybe not. I would need to know more. Yeah. Randy was the opposite. When she gave birth to Knox, she begged to stay. Right. Because okay. she loved the little ice that they have, the little <laughs> ice pellets. And like Walking Dead was coming on. <laughs> oh, um, that's right. I was like, I can't leave right now. I'll have to go say hi to all my family and stuff like that. They're, I'm like, oh. they're like, we have the room. It's for somebody else now. All right, this is interesting. Uh, Steve Palmer question. I had a camper that got repoed. I paid on it for five years. The bank sold it for six grand. They say I still owe 23000 full price. Is there anything I can do about it or just got to suck it up? Oh, hold on a second. So it's been repoed and they're still trying to... Uh, Give me those facts again. I, I missed something. Okay, Steve Palmer, I had a camper that got repoed. I have been paying five years on it to the banks. The bank then sold it for six grand, oh. but they say I still owe 23,000 full price on it. Yeah, I would wanna know more details here. So if you've been paying on it for five years, obviously you would have paid down some principal and you're only gonna owe the bank the amount of the loan and the, the loan was secured by the camper. So if the bank sold the camper, in theory, they were, they're, they're entitled to keep some disposition fees for all that and uh, then they have to apply the balance to the um, to the loan amount or the outstanding amount, and then you're going to owe what's left over. Uh, I would want to see the accounting of all that. And uh, then there's also some process under the, I think it's the Uniform Commercial Code, whatever Ohio's version of that. They have, there's a, there's some steps they have to take and do it correctly. My guess is they know how to do that, and they probably did. But uh, if you want to look into it, what I would do is ask the bank for a detailed explanation and an accounting of everything that has occurred and why you owe it. If you start getting collection letters, make sure you say, I dispute this debt and uh, please uh, direct all communication to my counsel or my attorney, and that implicitly means you should probably get a lawyer to help you. Um, and then uh, ultimately, if you know if times are tough and things are all upside down across the board, uh, maybe talking to a bankruptcy attorney is a good idea as well. So uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm sorry this is happening to you. Give me a shout, 614-224-6142. Maybe we can get you over to somebody who can give you some, uh, some follow-up advice on it. 
All no. right, final question of the day. All right, Eileen says, discharged from my job, tested positive for Xanax in my system. I had uh, a few days to show I had a prescription for which I did, but they fired me anyway. Can they do that? Yeah, maybe. Um, again, this is one of those where Ohio is uh, an employment at will state. Uh, there's, I, I don't know how or why this person got tested in the first place, but something triggered that. And if they're, uh, if the employer is going to say it, uh, what triggered it was uh, some other behavior that resulted in the termination, then uh, they could, in theory, say, "Well, we're, we're terminating you for that reason, not because you have a script for Xanax." Um, I, I, you know, I, I again, I need to know more. Uh, and I'd also say, state just like we did with the other guy who's got an employment issue, uh, go exercise your duty. Uh, to mitigate. In other words, get another job. So if this litigation ever comes to uh, to a head in the courtroom, you can say, well, I've been mitigating my losses here by working somewhere else. It may not be as much money, but you can uh, you have a duty there to go out and uh, and not milk it, so to speak. Get a job and uh, get back on your feet. Hopefully the next employer is a little bit better. All right. Well, he could be your lawyer. He's definitely mine. Steve Palmer on with us each and every Wednesday. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. That was a uh, another great round of Blitz calls. A lot of employment stuff happening. What's interesting to me is that uh, with all the employment stuff out there, there are lots of open jobs, too. So we'll see how that, that works out. I mean, um, I, I, I hate to hear people losing their jobs. I hate to hear lo- people losing their jobs for reasons that are, are less than um, um, legit, perhaps. But I also hate to hear that people are working at places where they're miserable. So uh, you know, lots of great jobs out there and, and hats off to those out there working and, uh, and not staying home and just trying to take advantage of the situation. So with that, we'll wrap up another Blitz Wednesday lawyer talk, uh, tuning in with 99.7 The Blitz with Loper and Randy as we did, as we do every Wednesday. Uh, and again, you didn't, uh, get your question through to the radio station. Uh, look us up, lawyertalkpodcast.com. You can submit your question right there on the website, uh, taking uh, as many questions as I can. Uh, and, uh, and addressing them right there at the Q&A series. So check it out. Uh, till next time, this is Lawyer Talk with the Blitz, off the record, on the air, at least until now.